Hey, everybody, this is Matt. And this is Greg. And this is Record Mashup. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button, like button, wherever you're watching. Leave us a comment. Please, please, please. We want to get your feedback as much as possible. And you can get us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook. And our email is recordmashup at gmail.com. So catch us on any of those that you use and let us know what you think. Matt, what do we have for this week? This week, Greg, our theme is change. And the song that I picked is Roll With The Changes by Ario Speedwagon. Greg, what song did you pick? I picked Changes by Tupac. So we picked the theme of changes just based on we had the election. We have a lot of changes going on. We got fall going into winter. We have a lot of changes going on at home. We're going to be wrapping up the semester in a couple of weeks here. Doing a lot of things. A lot of changes going on. So. Whatever changes you have going on, hope they're all good and hope that everything's going well for all of you listeners out there. All Absolutely. Right. Let's jump into it. Okay. All right. So I picked uh, Changes by Tupac Shakur. This actually came out after he was uh, killed uh, in 1996. So the song came out in 1998, but... Um, the song was actually kind of pieced together from a lot of different uh, types of uh, songs they had or like other recordings they had in the past that he had done previously. So getting into it, it starts off just talking about a season of changes when he wakes up in the morning. Is life worth living or should he blast himself? So basically day to day he gets up, he sees there's no changes in his life. The things that he wants to change are not what's happening. And he's contemplating suicide, which is something you should not do. You should always talk to someone if you are in that uh, type of scenario where your things aren't adding up to what you want them to be. So he talks about he's tired of being poor and even worse that he's black. I'm not even going to comment on that because... I'm not, I'm not black or poor, so I can't really uh, attest to any of those types of things. His stomach hurts, so he's looking for a purse to snatch. Cops, cops don't even care about him. Basically, um, pulling the trigger, kill someone. That, um, if cops like kill a black person, that they're seen as a hero, whereas the black person is seen as like the the antagonist or uh, the criminal there. So give crack to the kids, who who the hell cares? So talking about like communities giving crack to the kids. So um, just having those poor communities where people kind of went to drugs back in the day and the communities are filled with like drugs and uh, crack and things like that. All right. Yeah, this Where whole this it? whole verse is really about you know talking about like the fact that you know people are doing illegal illegal things just as a means of survival. Yeah, and, and that that happens in. Um, I say it happens all the time, but it, it doesn't. I I don't think, but it does happen when when you don't have things going the way you're going. Which I would just say that a lot of poor people probably do not have things going the way they want to because 
they are poor. They don't have the means to get the food that they want, the medical that they want, the living that they want. Maybe you can't make uh, payments for lights one month. So you don't even have lights that month. So they turn to other things to kind of fill that void. So stealing or doing drugs or drinking or whatever it may be. Right. So next line goes into one less hungry mouth on welfare first. Um, so it's talking about basically having kids on welfare. It, it doesn't matter who that the kids are getting cracked because if they're getting cracked, then they don't have to pay for the welfare of it. Going into more of just giving the guns and stepping back and watching everyone kill each other. So providing guns to the neighborhoods, not really caring about how the neighborhood or the community is providing for each other, I guess. So providing negative things rather than positive things. So not positive passing like welfare or education opportunities or passing drug and criminal opportunities to the communities. So it goes into it's time to fight back. Two shots in the dark. Uh, dark now. Huey's dead. He's got love from a brother, but we can never go nowhere unless we share for each other. So he's kind of going into that more of the changing into the more the positive light on that. So going from uh, death to sharing for each other, providing for each other, trying to get into that more positive note there. You got to start making changes, learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how it's supposed to be. How, how can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? So going into that one, talking more and just making changes, make changes for the better, better, like we may have differences, but we should still see each other as family or brother, just instead of trying to kill each other, or rob each other, or hurt each other or wh whatever it may be going toward the positive effects not the negative effects yeah and i like I, I like that last line in this first verse you know i wish we could go back to when we played as kids you know this idea of how kids are so innocent right and yeah and and then he says but things change and that's just the way it is um you know we grow up and we can't we can't hold on to that innocence uh yeah. throughout our entire lives absolutely and based on the way that how some people go through things, they grow up a little bit faster so that being a kid might end up, I don't know, being 10 years old by someone else who's being able to be a kid up to when they get out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Just different, just different perspectives on that also. So from there, Kind of just gets into the chorus. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. So it's just saying that things will always be be the same. There's not, uh, unless we try to do something about it, there's not going to be any changes. So well, no, I think he actually says things will never be the same. So I think that's actually, he's saying there that things will change. Um so that's actually a transition. So th this verse, this chorus is is based off of um, Bruce Hornsby's song, The Way It Is. Yep. And that line is actually, it's almost like a verbatim chorus, um, but that's the one line that, that they changed. So, so here, you know, Tupac is saying things will never be the same, whereas Bruce Hornsby's version was some things will never change. So I think 
Tupac is actually saying that things do change because they're never the same. Yeah, I kind of took it as just like he's saying that's just the way it is. So if you go back to the first verse, he's saying this is the way things are. And mm-hmm. that's that's the way they are. And I get your take on it. I, I don't know why that the way I interpret it is the way I interpret it. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably well, the wrong way because you make a good argument there. But well, I mean, everybody everybody hears things yeah. different and, and understands things different. Um, so you know, it's why we do this. <laughs> but but I will agree to your point that there's definitely been some changes since this uh this song came out. Yeah. All right, getting into the second verse, it goes into see see no changes. All I see is racist faces, misplay hate, make disgrace to races. So playing on that racism thing, which that has not changed in my opinion. There is still a lot of racism throughout the world, not just in the United States, but throughout the world. And we do need to make that change. Going into more into the second verse. So one better place, let's erase the wasted, take the evil out of the people. They'll be acting right because both black and white spoke crack tonight. So um doesn't matter for black or white all the same things and all the time we chill is when we kill each other it takes skill to be real time to heal each other so instead of fighting going into just collaborating being friends and uh being together basically <laughs> and, then, and then the line that didn't age well i guess you could say is we ain't ready to see a black president well we've had one and that i don't think that was too far after it's only 10 years i don't think 10 years is that long but then again in the recent past 30 40 years i think times have been changing a lot faster than previously in history yeah you know what's kind of cool too about uh you know obama's 2008 run you know you know what one of those themes was don't you change yep (laughs) All right. So, Sorry, uh, a little anecdote. Yeah, no, no, that's great. That's great. He he, had, he probably had this playing on his iPod, like in the car. <laughs> I, I say iPod, even though those those don't exist anymore. But it wasn't too long ago that they did. It, iPods were probably still around in 08. I don't know. Was yeah, it, the, I, maybe, the last maybe iPod, technically iPod Touch, was 2017, I think. Okay. I have the last one, the last like version of it. Now Obama probably had an iPod. Obama probably had an iPod. I think he was still like using a BlackBerry when he took office. So he, he might have actually had a Zoom or yeah, a, a Zoom. Zoom. Sorry, the yeah. Microsoft one. Yeah. <laughs> Those like giant bricks. Yeah. Oof. All right. Getting back into it. <laughs> so Petrovich's plaques all filled with black. So most of mostly black people are in the. Uh, jail system or a correctional system that which which he's kind of getting it at should, shouldn't be the fact try to show another way but you're staying in the dope game now tell me what's a mother to do being being real don't appeal to the brother and you so people stay in deal drugs do criminal activities the the parents do not want that moms and dads do not want that for their children, but the kids don't see that because I, I know it was for me and for other people I knew, but 
some people just don't see their parents as the cool people, you know? So what, what their parents want is not what they want to do. And then going into the next couple of lines, I made a G today, but you made it in a sleazy way, selling crack to the kids. Well, hey, that's that's the way it is. So he's just saying, like, the, the only way that I can get by right now is selling crack to the kids. So it's not what I want to do, but it's what I have to do to get money. And then going back into the chorus and then going into the final verse for the song, got to make a change. It's time for us as people to start making some changes, just constantly going into the change, uh, the, the change theme. Obviously, the song's name is Changes. And then and I still see no changes. Can't brother get a little piece. It's war on the streets and war in the Middle East. So there's no difference between the streets in the United States versus the Middle East. There's different, there's different war. Sure. But he's talking about the war on poverty, war on drugs, uh, racism, things like that just ha happening in the streets in the United States. So it's, it's the same, same thing. And then I ain't never did a crime. I have to do, but non-black blacks giving it back to you. Don't let them jack you up, back you up. Crap. Crack you up, him smack you up. You gotta learn to hold hold your own. And they get jealous when they see you with the mobile phone. So saying that people kind of are judging him based on what he owns and what he's doing. Uh, getting back into the cop theme, but tell the cops they can't touch this. I don't trust this when they try to rush and bust this. So he, he doesn't have a trust in the cops, really, just based on that earlier theme that he had with cops trying being conflicted with uh, young black men or just young black people in general. And then going into mom didn't raise a fool. And as long as I stay black, I got to stay strapped and never get get to lay back. Um, he's always worried about the paybacks and some buck that I got. That erupt up way back, coming back after all these years. So he's the rat tat tat. He's talking about he's getting an altercation with someone that he had an issue with years ago. And the rat tat tat is kind of like the, the gun sound uh, that he is talking about. So there's a lot, a lot of changes in the first two verses, I think. I think the third verse kind of goes around a couple of different ways and making references back to the first two verses. And I think, I think I saw this in one place that the third verse was from a different song, I believe. I know yeah, that they so, pulled different different parts from different things, I believe. Yeah, since the song came out after his death, they added parts from different songs or they took snippets from like things he previously recorded that may have not been released to kind of formulate it together. Right. But. Yep. It's a, it's a good, so I, it, it was funny. I, I'd never really listened, you know, I, our listeners know that I'm not really big into rap music, but um, I did recognize the chorus. Although I, I did realize after researching it a little bit more that I probably recognized the Bruce Hornsby version. <laughs> um, but, but I enjoyed the, the lyrics of the song. I think it had a really, uh, the message behind it, I think, was was very 
uh, relevant to to the world we still live in today, more or less, with the one exception that we pointed out. But <laughs> um, and uh, and and I enjoyed it lyrically. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed the song when it came out, which seems like a lot of people did. So getting into the song facts for this song had a couple of accolades of the best rap solo performance at the Grammys. Uh, in 2000, it remains the only posthumous song to be nominated in this category. If you don't know what posthumous means, it means after someone has passed. And it was also nominated at the MTV Video Music Award for Best Editing in a Video and Best Rap Video in 1999. Looking at the weekly charts, it did peak number one in quite a few places. So another, number one in Netherlands. Uh, on a couple of charts there in the UK. And surprisingly, it did not hit number one in the US billboard though. It only reached number 12 on the hot R&B hip hop songs and number 32 on the billboard hot 100. It also got number one in Norway. And it charted in several countries. Um, Got a lot of European love there. Yeah. Interesting fact, too. It apparently was also listed on the Vatican's official MySpace music playlist. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> see that one. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They they offered uh, an explanation for it, and I should have I should have uh, I should have included the quote, but uh, and of course I don't have it open now. But in any event, yes, they uh, they had it they had it on their MySpace music list. So along with several other, you know, different genres of music throughout the world. So, yeah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Well, one thing I would like to add uh, from the lyrics that I didn't point out, I forgot it's only in the third verse. It's at the very end. He does say some things will never change, though. Back to our comments about the chorus. And I think, I think if you think about it from an overarching theme, he's sitting there saying, you know, you know, cause we, you, you think back to, to the way that, or his line in the first verse, right. About how we can't, we can't keep going on as kids and, and things do change, right. As we get older and he, then he comes kind of full circle and he says, but some things really never do change. Yeah. So it's. I don't know. I, and that's the reason I said, I think from a lyrical lyrically i really like the message and the story that he's painting with lyrics um or i guess whoever arranged it um after his death but i think it's it's really well done yeah yeah and i don't know how many like he's still coming out with albums right now it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous it's like they record it's like prince they recorded so much music yeah, well, I guess the last one that came out was in 2006. Okay, so about 14 I thought he came ago. out with one more recently, like his, his, uh, whoever owns his music. Yeah, yeah, cool. Which fun fact, he was with Death Row Records, which, <laughs> which is now owned by Hasbro. Oh really? Like the yeah, the, the game Monopoly. <laughs> oh, his oh that record label. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, for this song, those are all the main song packs that I had. And I, I think we hit on really the meaning of the song. And I think it fits well with our changes theme that we have this week. Did yeah. you have anything else, Matt? No, um, not, not on, not on Tupac song. Um, All right. I got, I got some comparison stuff, but we can get into that after we talk about the uh, REO Speedwagon song. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so REO Speedwagon released Roll With The Changes on their 1978 album titled You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish, which, by the way, was listed on the top 50 worst-named albums list. I love the album name of that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and it... If you're li- our, for our listeners that can't, you know, they're just listening. The the tuna fish is like, you know, like the fish, like T U N A. So tuna fish. Can't tuna fish. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, so Roll With the Changes is the first song on the album. In my personal opinion, I think it's probably the best song on the album, although Time For Me To Fly, which is the second song, is also a really great REO Speedwagon song. Uh, I really like REO Speedwagon. I think they're they're classic rock band. Um, I've actually seen them perform live, which I can talk about that later. But anyway, uh, so this song was written by the band's lead, lead singer, Kevin Cronin. And the story here is actually kind of interesting um kevin had been in and out of the band throughout the early 1970s and by 1976 he was back in it but in the interim when he was out of the band the band had actually relocated from chicago to la and so when he joined the band he had to make this decision to to move to la where the band was and so he decided for whatever reason that he wanted to move there uh as a road trip as opposed to flying and shipping off his stuff. So he rented a U-Haul and hooked it up to his old Ford Pinto. And he's driving to LA from Chicago and somewhere between Albuquerque and Tucson, this idea for this song hit him. And, and he said, you know, cause he was reflecting on the changes in his life at that time. And he just, he realized, you know what I've been, I'm just, I'm rolling with these changes. I'm, I'm, I'm just going with it. And so Somewhere between Albuquerque and Tucson, he's sitting there driving down the road with one hand and writing lyrics with his other hand. Not safe. Don't recommend that for any songwriters out there. But that's what he did. And so he gets to Tucson, and he's got the lyrics of the song written down in a brown paper bag. He gets to L.A. and, you know, eventually records it, but with with the band. But uh, this song was the first song that he and uh, Gary Richrath co-produced together. If you don't know Gary Richrath, he was the uh, lead guitarist in the band REO Speedwagon, absolutely insane, really great guitarist, probably one of the best uh, in rock history. Um, The song's got a really nice rolling piano rhythm to it with some excellent guitar solos that uh, Gary Richrath performed. And uh, a little interesting fact, uh, during the recording, the sound technicians actually, and I don't know how they did this, but somehow or another, they made the pianos hammers um, a little bit harder so that when they attacked the string piano, it gave it, you know, as they described it, more attack. So just more kind of to really emphasize the pianic rhythm that the song has to it. Kind of cool. But anyway, all right, jumping into the lyrics. 
uh it's a pretty simplistic and pretty short song it's it's not it's not very long but the first verse uh he's basically throwing himself out there and saying that he's willing to make himself available to a woman that i guess he's interested in or maybe it's any woman we don't we don't really know (laughs) and uh and he's talking about how he's putting his cup on the table and how his love is spilling over and he's just he's waiting for her to come to him right and then he goes straight into the chorus about how if she if she's willing to um well i'm gonna read the chorus it's, it's pretty short he says so if you're tired of the same old story turn some pages i'll be here when you are ready to roll with the changes so he's saying you know he's different from all the other guys you know they're the same old story but he's different and if he's there if she's willing to just roll with it you know roll with the changes and i'm, I'm here for you and then he jumps into verse two and you know, he's saying he knew it would have, you know, she would, he knew she would eventually come around and he thought that things were coming to an end until she came around and, and she, she was able to bring some sunshine into his life. So here, you know, while he was encouraging her to roll with the changes to see him, he's now able to roll with the changes and how, you know, life, you know, kind of comes and goes with the ups and downs and, and he's kind of this idea of rolling, I think is, is really nice to hear too. He's kind of rolling with the Hills. If you think about the ups and downs in life. And then, and then he just keeps repeating the the chorus off and on and the bridges and you, know, you got to keep on rolling and roll with the changes. Um, you know, and it just keeps repeating, repeating, repeating itself, just kind of driving home this point. You get a lot of really great guitar solos, as I said, and lyrically that is all there is to this song. <laughs> um it's just a lot of rolling but anyway it's a really great song it's a fun song to listen to uh if you've never heard it before i highly recommend listening to it you can't help but dance to it yeah it's Uh, a good music musically empowered song to listen to yeah absolutely outside the verses of it you got the nice guitar riffs and everything yep no it's it's a great song actually there was actually a music video too of the song made um was cut uh three years before mtv actually launched and uh it was basically just a some footage of a live performance that the band did uh in 1978 in kansas city missouri it did once once mtv did come out they played the song fairly often um along with other songs that that REO speedwagon did but um Charting wise, it, it didn't do that great. I mean, it, it did break the top, the hot 100. It was uh, number 58 on the Billboard Hot 100, 48 on the US Cash Box Top 100, and it hit number 65 in Canada. But this was actually, despite not doing that great at the time, this was REO Speedwagon's biggest hit to date. And it was really the song that helped launch them into being just kind of a small, small band in the Midwest to being a, a national band. And, and they did have several hits that would came come after this, including off the same album, um, you know, time for me to fly. And, um, but this was really the the song that, that launched them into national stardom. Yeah. I, I didn't realize they actually had so many albums. Yeah. They have, Sixteen albums, and I think they still record. Because um, yeah. I think their their latest album was two thousand. 
The latest album was 2009. Not so silent yeah. night Christmas with REO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> also, um... another terrible song or album name that they have. The Earth, A Small Man, His Dog, and a Chicken. <laughs> that's great. Oh, man. That's, a, that's an amazing uh, cover to that album, too. You should take a look at it. I will have to do that. Right. I know that their best their best album is considered High Infidelity, which is a great album. If you've never listened to it, give it a listen. Yeah, but, uh, I, I saw that when MTV did come out and they played the video for um, Roll With The Changes, they did play it with a bunch of their hits from the High Infidelity album. Yeah. That was, they had a lot of hits off of that album and um, yeah, it's, just, it's a great album. If you've you never listened to it, give it a listen. Yeah. Or you could just listen to You Can Tune a Piano, but You Can't Tune a Fish. <laughs> anyway. Listen, for, listen to it for the terrible dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's really all I got. I did, as I mentioned, I, I did get the privilege to see REOSB Wagon in concert uh, back in 2018. Uh, I actually went to go see a different band. They were, it was a kind of a joint, joint headlining band uh, along with sticks and um, um, Oh gosh, this is terrible. I'm blanking on the guy. I actually went to go see into the old age where you're forgetting uh, now. <laughs> uh, Don, Don Felder. Sorry. Uh, with formerly of the Eagles. Um, so anyway, so the three, the three of those, uh, those, those guys all, all did a joint show and, you know, I was actually really pleasantly surprised, you know, the bands getting up there in an age, you know, as all these bands are nowadays, but I was really impressed with Kevin Cronin's ability to still hit a lot of the high notes, uh, given his age, it was, it was pretty impressive. And it's, it's, it's clear that he's someone who's taken care of his voice, um, through the years. And, and it was a great show. If you've, you know, I know we're all in COVID and concerts these days are, are not possible, but if they do get out on tour again, you get a chance. I highly recommend seeing them. So. Yeah, and I unfortunately was six years old when Tupac died, so I definitely did not get to see him in concert. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> uh, comparing yeah. the songs, though, Matt, um, I I don't think they're really comparative. They're complete. They're the same theme, but like way separate stories for them. Whereas Tupac takes a more serious tone with how the world kind of is. I think Ario Speedwagon takes a much lighter tone with just like, hey girl, what's up? Come roll with me. Yeah. He's trying to woo his girl kind of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's definitely true. I, I had kind of in my notes here, I had described it more as Ario Speedwagon's change or roll with the changes being about personal changes, you know, changes in your personal life. Whereas Tupac's were more about like societal changes, society mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, yeah. I do think though that they both kind of acknowledge with the exception of the, the full circle final line in Tupac's changes, but you know, more or less throughout the song, they do at points at points acknowledge that things are changing Mm-hmm. And that we have to accept that change for what it is. More so, RSP wagon is a little more explicit there. I think Tupac's is a little bit more of an underlying. Yeah, I think Tupac's is more of a 
there won't be any changes unless we actually do something. Right. So you have to actually go do something to get some change. You can't just sit around. Yeah. It, it requires active engagement. <laughs> so, but um, I, I like both songs. Um, as I say, I hadn't really heard Tupac's song explicitly aside from the chorus. But I but also I, have not listened to Ario Speedwagon really at all. So, yeah, did you enjoy it? Too. I did enjoy it. It was it was a nice listen. Yeah, I, I don't listen to a lot of rock music, but I do enjoy the ones that we've brought up on this show. I wouldn't pick a bad song, Greg. <laughs> well, I attempt to not pick a bad song also, but you might think it's a bad song. I. I have enjoyed every song we've done so far. And where are we in? 15 <laughs> episodes or something? Yeah, this I think, I think this it was 14. 15. Something like that. Some yeah, so, somewhere around that. We'll check when we post. <laughs> 15. It's episode 15. Awesome. Well, Greg, what do we got lined up for next week? Next week we have the theme of happy or happiness. And for my song, I will be doing Happy by Pharrell Williams, who I think is one of the most talented musical artists out there right now. And we can talk about that more next week. I won't toot his horn today. But Matt, what do you have? I'm going to do Happy Anywhere, which is actually a fairly new song by Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, who I is heard recently Gwen Stefani engaged. in a while. Yeah, her and Blake are engaged now, They're getting married. Oh, dang. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I love Pharrell as well. Fellow Virginian. It's going to be good. All right. That'll be great. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week and we hope that you enjoyed it. I think there's a little bit shorter episode, but still get to enjoy it. And if you haven't already press the subscribe button, send this to a friend, share it, like it, love it. Whatever you want to do, please leave a comment or send us an email at recordmashup at gmail.com. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, or any other streaming service that you use. With that, I appreciate you tuning in today. Have a good one. Thanks, everybody.